0: Quite, quite strong sorry just my tonic no no it's good <laughs> more gin <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan, and me, Will. This is the music podcast we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. It may be wrong, it
1: may be right, but it doesn't have to be serious. And on the turntable this week, we've got Liberty by Duran Duran.
0: Uh, So we're definitely going to be taking some liberties this week, Dan, much like you do
1: every week. I was going to say we both do, but thank you for once again throwing me under the bus right at the start of the episode,
0: Will. So sorry, Dan, how does it feel to be back with... It feels like we talk about Duran Duran every week anyway, so... I do make that so. So we might as well do a whole ruddy episode on Duran Duran. Uh, And I'm sure there's a reason why we're talking about them this week. Absolutely, yes.
1: So this album turns 30 this week. But I think what's great about this as well is that, of course, last week we had our 100th album with Pet Shop Boys Behaviour. And when we started track by track, episode one was Pet Shop Boys and episode two was Duran Duran. So Aww. that's not going to continue after this week, by the way, just uh, to just be quite clear.
0: And have you recovered from last week and all the celebrations, the well wishes? Uh, my front room still looks like uh, someone's died. Oh, no change there then. <laughs> because the amount of flowers that's there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for any other reason, but it, we had a wonderful week. And thank you to everybody that reached out to us to share your... Uh, Congratulations and memories from the first 100 albums on track by track Uh, This week, however, we are going to get into Liberty by Duran Duran First, a little bit about Duran Duran English group performed in Birmingham way back in 1978 Before you make a joke, Dan, it was not the year I was born I wouldn't have said such a thing And they've been a huge worldwide success, Duran Duran Spanning many countries, many decades, many albums, many collaborations Many changes in lineup.
2: Duran Duran.
1: So, the original five members of Duran Duran Simon, Nick, and the John and Roger that all came to an end in uh, around 85. Um, so, Duran Duran returned in 86 with a three piece lineup of Simon, Nick, and John, and then they released two more albums with Warren contributing and, and playing and playing live on tour. And so for this, this, what's interesting about this is, of course, this is the first. People think about Duran Duran as an 80s band. They're coming back not only in a new decade, but with these two new members. So Juan Cuccarello, formerly of Missing Persons, and Sterling Campbell, who actually owns the ground for this album and then went on to become David Bowie's drummer and also working with people alongside many other people. But Warren stuck around for a lot longer, so he was pivotal in a lot of the the next album became the wedding album with Ordinary World and a
0: huge part in that and many of the things that they did until the original lineup got back together in the 2000s. Dan, is it wrong? I'm looking forward to us actually um, talking about the wedding album, just so I can make an incredibly crude joke about introducing the song Come Undone.
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> and they're still going now yes they're still going now they were supposed to be celebrating their 40th anniversary this year well they kind of they were celebrating their 40th anniversary this year but um, of course a global pandemic will put a little bit of a halt on things so they were supposed to be headlining Isle of Wight festival and uh, British summertime at Hyde Park and bringing a new album out and all of that is just on the back burner for now but we
0: know it's still to come which is a nice thing to look forward to uh we know lots of albums coming up already, so it's quite nice to have them a little bit paced out. Definitely. It's like getting everything you wanted on Christmas Day and not leaving anything to buy with your Christmas money. Oh, so then what do you do with your Christmas money? Put it in the bank. Put it in the bank. Hmm. Savings account.
1: Deposit hmm. for a flat. I don't think an eight-year-old child is going to be thinking about the deposit for a flat. Well,
0: they should do. They'd be wise to now, looking at the uh, uh, property market. Well, quite, Yes. Uh, I did see when I was researching ready for this episode, uh, a familiar name from last week pops up. Yes. Uh, And hello to you, lovely Tessa Niles, who's on backing vocals uh, for this album.
1: Yes. And uh, yeah, she is. And as you mentioned, she actually, she does the female vocal on Come Undone as well.
0: Oh, lovely. Yeah. So we've got uh, lots to talk about today, Dan. Lots for you to talk about and me to make appreciative noises in the background. And make a few cups of tea or glasses of
1: wine or something while, while uh, we recording, Gin and tonic. Yes, that'd be lovely. Um, worth pointing out that the producer on this album is Chris Kimsey. Often when we talk through an album with many contributors we'll mention it with every track with this it's all five members at the time getting writing credits and Chris Kimsey uh, producing throughout and Chris had previously worked with Rolling Stones and the Psychedelic Furs amongst others so maybe expect a bit more of a rockier sound from Duran Duran's Liberty period
0: so all of that coming up on Track by Track today Uh, so here we go brace yourselves and side one track one Violence of Summer loves taking over (laughs)
1: That was Violence of Summer Loves Taking Over, the first Duran Duran single of the
0: 90s. Will, what did you think? I really like it. I love it feels, uh, and this could be something I might say later on in the album as well. Very it feels a little bit for a, a little bit American if that makes sense, in terms of the sound and the production. Um, but also I thought it sounds a bit like status quo. Oh, interesting. And that's a that's an okay thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Uh, I definitely agree on the American thing and uh, people when it was released talked about how the some of the lyrics as well talking about going down the sugar shack and things like that it was quite Americanized and of course Warren and Sterling were American so it only seems right that there would be this influence over the album. Phil Collins funnily enough uh, said he I think he reviewed it for like smash hits or something like that at the time and he said it just doesn't sound
0: like Duran Duran. Now, would you say it sounds like Duran Duran? Not in the production, but obviously when the vocals kick in, you know, unmistakable. But I would, I could see why he would say that. So uh, I read that actually from something that Simon Le Bon
1: wrote looking back on the album. I think it was for the 25th anniversary. Um, But he said of the track himself that uh, it just, it doesn't have a proper chorus. He thinks the verses are great, but he doesn't think the chorus is uh, strong enough. What, What would you say to that?
0: I would say it does feel like one long piece, doesn't it? I couldn't necessarily say, right, the chorus is here or, or it's coming up. Definitely. And it's a fun piece. and I love the, I really love the keys
1: in this one, uh, but they definitely do feel more like key, keyboard key sounds rather than a lot of the experimental synth stuff that we really do know Nick Rhodes for. Um, but if you think about music at this time, 89 and 90, when it's recorded and released, keyboards were massive, weren't they thinking about? Uh, house music and rave music and um, manchester a lot of manchester bands It's all about
0: keyboards <laughs> and i'm gonna say it manchester bands <laughs> yeah uh, dan interestingly this wasn't a huge hit for them when it came out got to number 20 in the uk 64 in the states as well and actually so much so it wasn't included on their greatest hits compilation uh, and i do because it that... wasn't one
1: no but interestingly we'll get to it later there is a track that there's only there's only two singles from this album so it's not too much of a surprise but the other track which didn't fare as well is on the greatest compilation
0: uh, can i just say as well before we move on there's a b-side to this uh and it's uh, a great name for a gay bar oh what's it called throb oh
1: <laughs> it really is i would go there i'd get membership the video for this one is very fun. It kind of continues the theme that you see on the album cover, which I won't give away just yet, because uh, of course you'll be talking about it later. But the video starred a young Tess Daly.
0: Ah, oh. hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> little shimmy there.
0: But also, I, I love the idea
1: or the fact that Duran Duran love a song talking about summer or sun. Of course, there's this one, uh, there's Rio dancing on the sand. Uh, Reach Up For The Sunrise Sunset Garage From Paper Gods Sunshine After The Rain That wasn't them honey Summer's Gonna Come Again No But Summer Of Love By Steps Was not by Joanne and either Summertime Sadness I love that song Leaky Lee Who Is gonna be featuring On their new album And that's not the first time You've said that No
0: And when Won't be the, the last, last. <laughs> <laughs> So track number two now And this is Title track Liberty.
1: So track number two, title track, as you said, with Liberty there. I absolutely love this song. I think we're off to a great start. Well, we were off to a great start with the last track as the first track. Quite right. But we're in album track territory. Or, uh, although I should say that this was going to be the third single in Europe. um, And there's going to be something else that I'll mention later in America. But they scrapped single number three because it wasn't going so well so um i think this is a great i love how kind of uplifting there are some of the moments in this song are and i'm lifting and raising my hands as i say that
0: and i think if you thought the first track didn't sound too much like drown drown this probably tickles you a little bit more yes definitely um so on
1: um the opening there's a female vocal there And that comes from Carol Kenyon. Now, Carol is most known for doing the female vocal on the Heaven 17 classic song, Temptation. Um, So it's great to hear her in, because I think everyone knows that song. But It's great to hear her on something else. I
0: can literally hear that vocal in my head now because it's just an iconic track, isn't it?
1: It is. I want more people to know that she did this song as well. I mean, she's done lots of things like our lovely friend Tessa Niles that we mentioned earlier. She's done a lot. Uh, but I love, I love Simon's vocal in this as, as well. I think it's real, compared to in the 80s, he had that kind of, or certainly in the early 80s, there was almost a bit of a yelp to his sound. This time, it's very raspy and quite growly. And I think that plays to, as you said before, to the whole, to the American
0: thing. Track number three now. And this is, Dan, something that you have been called uh, at times by you. <laughs> Friends and family members. Hothead.
2: Here in the shadows where we stand Watching lady, watching man It may take nature three years, the experts say To make up for the damage Reading for pictures as they roll We see the planets lose control yeah, The average
0: Hothead, uh, Dan, that's one of my favourites on the album. Uh, I love that one as well. What do you love about it? Uh, just uh, the, uh, I love the backing vocals, so the female vocalist on there. Yep. Is it Tessa or is it Carol? It is. I can confirm because we were chatting to her on Twitter. Yeah. It's Tessa. Oh, I love it. I love it even more now.
1: Yeah, it could be Carol as well, but it's certainly Tessa.
0: You've got some lovely keys in there, some lovely synth work in there as well that do sound very of the time. And I think almost this sound is coming back around in music production at the moment, uh, massively so. And there's also some sampling in there. Yes, I absolutely love the sample in this song. So it
1: is actual news, uh, news reporters reading out some headlines that made it into the track. And I think you might agree, well, that some of these could be news headlines from today. So let me know what you think. <laughs> Take nature three years, the experts say, to make up for the damage done.
0: Wow, I could be talking about COVID.
1: The average credit card holder has about $750 of revolving debt. Could still be true today. There are charges today that a consumer product is torching homes and killing Americans. Mm. <laughs> Our television tends to come out of Hollywood. Action cars, crashes, chasers. Yes, still does. still true. That's mainly what I watch. Um, But that that whole idea of sampling is very sort of... It's very Nick Rhodes for him to... Because he did a whole book in the 80s of um, Polaroid photographs of uh, the static on television screens, uh, which now you can't get for love nor money. But also it made me think about a project that Nick and Warren did, which only saw the light of day a few years ago. And that was... Uh, tv mania which was the name of their production company who later co-produced some duran duran tracks and they did a whole album called board of prozac and the internet uh, where they just sampled uh, bits of american television and created noise around them so if we're lucky yeah let's go for it yeah
0: Beautiful clothes. I was thinking just the same thing. (laughs) Dan, uh, can I tell you my favourite headline recently? Yes, please do. It was from the Bristol Post. (laughs) Bong out of order, woman devastated by chimes from clock tower near her house every 15 minutes.
1: Well, I think she's well within her rights, actually.
0: Bong out of order is uh, brilliant.
1: And you did share that in one of our group messages, didn't you? Yes. And as ever, it was met with indifference. (laughs) Same indifference. We should make a tribute band. <laughs> but back to Hothead, I really love the guitar work on there. I think Warren has very firmly, as an official band member, put his foot in the door. And I think we're hearing a lot heavier guitar on this album mm. than we have uh, for a while. And I think it sounds great. I think the whole album sounds of its time. Um, I think that's a very good thing. Track number four now,
0: and this is Serious.
2: Maybe right.
0: So, that was Serious. That was the second and final single to be released from this album. And
1: how did it do, Will? Better or worse than Violence of Summer at number 20? Do you really want to know? I think so. Please, please, tell me now. It got to number 48. Which I did already know, to be honest with you, that 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 was, at the time, the lowest charting Duran Duran
0: single. At the time. At the time. And I don't know why, because for me, that's probably one of the most Duran tracks we've played so far from uh, this album. Definitely. And
1: this is the song that we alluded to before. This does appear on the Greatest CD because this is actually, it's a firm favourite of the bands. And I think actually critics and fans all uh, regard this as certainly one of the favourite songs from the album, but also a kind of uh, all-time Uh, highlight of Duran Duran's singles so it's it's very interesting uh and I suppose the only thing you can do will as I like to do in the current climate and maybe for different reasons is just blame the public and or blame the charts at the time and say they were a strange place (laughs)
0: that's what you say about the charts now though as well
1: yeah and anytime a band I like doesn't chart as high as I think they should just gonna blame the charts
0: I might blame the official charts
1: company so this didn't do amazingly as a single but it was taken and sampled for a track by Ferry Corsten in 2006 called Fire which you know might not be number 1 but was a, a huge club hit. So if we're lucky will let's have a little bit of Fire by Ferry Corsten.
0: Well, wow, that was a big step change in the music we're listening to today. And we both leapt up onto our feet. Yes, glow sticks out. I, I think that's a great reinterpretation
1: because it's so faithful to the melody of the original track. Of course, you've still got Simon's vocal there, but it is, it's a banger, isn't it? It really is. And Ferry Corsten has also remixed tracks for Duran Duran around the Astronaut era. So nice to know. Uh, Ferry Corsten has done some great stuff. Side from Duran Duran hasn't he yeah uh, nice to know that he is seemingly a fan of the band uh, and this version actually or a kind of a, a mix between the Ferry Corston Fire and Duran Duran series, was played live on tour about a decade ago or so I don't think they did it in the UK quite annoyingly but um, it's on YouTube so do check it out if you haven't heard it yet track number five now this is
0: All Along the Water
2: if anything, I'll drink it up drink it up drink it up me to water, baby. All water, All water, to All
1: So that was All Along the Water. We were getting up and dancing
0: to that one as well. For me, this is really hitting its stride now, this album. I love this. Uh, it's fun it's bouncy uh it's quintessentially Duran Duran uh and it does make me wonder if they'd have released this as a single how it might have done
1: i have to agree i think this would be a great single it's just it's it's very them but it is also it's kind of removed from the 80s sound it's them with a 90s spin because um, i've always thought this would be great live um and there are actually a load of tracks on this album which have never been performed live because they took the decision because it was a new lineup of the band. They took the decision to record and release this and then get straight back to the studio to do the wedding album and then tour both albums afterwards. And I think they had this idea that they'd kind of they'd focus all of the tour, all of the setlist on all the new material and then just use the old stuff as sort of the encore. And of course, that idea has never really worked because Duran Duran fans want to hear all the hits.
0: Well, I, don't, I can't say I'm really thrilled when any band does that. Of you course, you course, you expect to hear the new songs, but interspersed with the classics, not waiting an hour and a half to hear them in the encore. Definitely.
1: But yeah, it's got such an amazing groove to this song. You've got amazing bass as well from, of course, the legendary John Taylor. Uh, Warren on the guitar again is amazing and really playful. And there's a particular breakdown bit in this track, which is it's not even sort of the middle eight. It almost feels like it's halfway through when you and I did have a little dance off as well.
0: We were doing all the 80s moves, like when you roll your hands over each other in a circular motion.
1: Yeah, the conga kick I was doing. Mm. I was shaking my maracas as well. Uh, And that was quite a sight. (sighs) Um, And it does remind me a little bit of, do you know the song Drowning Man from the next album, the wedding album? Mm. I love, I think they're almost um, distant cousins or distant relatives these two songs. And and likewise, I can't wait to talk about the album. But not just yet.
0: No Dan you were telling me earlier that your freezer needs uh, a, a good defrosting and what was it you called it oh my antarctica
2: there have been some times
1: That was my Antarctica, and I have to say, Will, that is not only my favourite track on the album, and not only one of my favourite Duran Duran songs ever, but I think that's
0: one of my favourite songs ever. What a. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen, you should have seen the look you just gave me. Scowled. Not just daggers, but a rocket launcher. The whole top drawer from the kitchen. Thank goodness it's not the top drawer from your bedroom. (laughs) All kinds of uh, protruding objects thrown at me. No, it's it's lovely, isn't it? I have to say, it's not my favourite song on the album, for obvious reasons. But you can't deny the appeal of that track. It's And this is a real
1: fan favourite as well. I think fans, for a long time, have questioned why this wasn't ever a single and why it's never played live, because it's, it's a stunning song. And I think, actually, it's a favourite of... I'm sure I read that Yasmin Le Bon, of course, Simon's wife... Uh, it's her favourite Duran Duran song as well uh, even though he wrote Come Undone for her uh,
0: she prefers this one track 7 now this is First Impression There's nothing I like more than a bit of call and
1: response in a track. And you certainly get it in first impression. We
0: were waggling our fingers at each other then in that track, weren't we? We were
1: pretending to be the background, the backing vocals, weren't we?
0: (laughs) We were channeling our inner...
1: Tessa Niles Niles and Carol Kenyon and everyone else. Yeah, it's a great song. I love that call and response bit, as you said. This is a song that was going to be the third single in America when Liberty was going to be the third single here. Uh, and they were all ready to go with the music video as well when they pulled the plug on it. Uh, do you think this would have made a good single?
0: In America, yeah, absolutely. Because it does sound like a lot of soft rock pop music that was around in the late nine, late 80s, early 90s.
1: Yeah. And again, I think with, because you've got Sterling and Warren on the writing and I think on this one, more than any, they really come to life. Sterling's drums, the beat is so great in this one. And, uh, and Warren's guitar as well. Um, a, it's such a shame that it's not, uh, like it didn't become a radio hit, and you still don't hear it ever so often on the wireless. Uh, but also that
0: again, you don't hear it live. You you also don't hear the word wireless very often anymore either. I'm trying to bring it back in relation to a radio. A dab is that what you call it now? Dab your uh, or smart speaker isn't it more now? Mm. Everyone's into that sort of thing. Okay, track number eight now, and this is "Read My Lips." <laughs> So that's gone really, really rocky.
1: Rocky. And yet at the same time, I love how it feels like the synths are much more experimental on this one. And I feel like Nick Rhodes, who is a pioneer of synths and keyboards and electronics, in this album, he's not really been at the forefront of it so much. But with this one, I think from the off, you get to
0: just really enjoy a bit more experimentalism. And it's a great one to come. At this point in the album as well, like I said, this midsection does feel like it is kicking off a little bit more. And I really like this brace of tracks along the middle of the album, starting with All Along the Water, My Antarctica, First Impression and Read My Lips. It does feel like a really strong showcase of where the band currently are now, encapsulating the kind of sound of the time as well. And not every song is a ballad. Not every song is a banger. It's a really nice combination. Did enough people even get to the middle of the album to discover this?
1: That's Yeah, that's the really good point. Who knows? Because, you know, as you'll, you'll talk about the album performance later, I'm sure, but it isn't, not only is it, it's not one of their best-selling albums, but also if you see a list of Duran Duran, like, ranking the albums, what's best, which, you know, more often than not, Rio is up there. Liberty is more often than not near the bottom. And for me, this is a great album. And that I can think of off the top of my head of a couple of studio albums that would, be below this i think there's some great as you've already said there's some um there's great they're embracing the american sound they're embracing the early 90s or late 80s sound uh they're embracing the new band members as well um and that's why we're talking about this album today because not only because it's 13 because we're like a tenuous link to an anniversary <laughs> always <laughs> although that is that is partly true but you know we are going to come on to talk about all you need is now and rio and seven and the record tiger but for casual drown drown listeners or even casual track-by-track track listeners, there's some great stuff on this album.
0: Uh, now moving on to the next track, Dan. this is track number nine now, and this is what uh, the boy from the chip shop said to you when he slapped his battered flounder on the counter. Can you deal with it? <laughs> Can you deal with it?
1: So can you deal with it there? And I think with that one, once again, Nick's synths are given the chance to really shine. It's all about the experimentalism. And again, there's just miniature moments that he creates as miniature bits of electronics that come together to help create the Duran Duran sound. Miniature moments. Is
0: that like uh, Cadbury's Heroes and uh, Celebrations? <laughs> that's magic moments. I know yeah. that's Quality Street, isn't it? I know what you mean, though. I, I, I'm enjoying, I was enjoying the piano work in that track, actually. Yeah. Definitely. Again, a bit housey. Housey, housey.
1: Uh, Oh, I actually put, I'm just looking at my notes here now, I actually put um, Acid House piano and a bit of a percussive beat.
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: And as you previously mentioned, the backing vocals on the album throughout are fantastic. You've got Tessie, you've got Carol, but you've also got Bernard Fowler um, and he has done a lot of work on background vocals with the Rolling Stones Uh, amongst many other artists. And I just think he is adding to that a a new sound, maybe an American influence sound, because he's uh, he's from America himself. Um, But I love, there's a bit right at the end of this song where the lyrics are saying, uh, something's got to happen, something's got to get me up. And yeah, the backing vocalists, along with Simon, really do shine. Shine with Simon. Oh, that's
0: his solo album. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, track number 10 now And this is Venice Drank Breeding,
2: Shining chimeras of sex and violence In the purple evening silence Venice dreaming of a partner Fill your arms with breasts of marble From the cradle to the table Naked treasure from your savior. What a
0: great time to talk about the fantastic artwork. Now, I don't hate this track. I find my, often find myself saying that. But it's. I just don't feel it really goes anywhere. And that kind of bass line running through is just very. For me, it's a bit monotonous. Oh, Sorry, Dan. No, well, we'll talk about this afterwards. What do you think? I. So.
1: I think, and I think a lot of fans think that the last two songs on this album are not our favorite songs, uh, I speak collectively for Duran, it's not our favorite Duran Duran songs of all time, but there is something actually that I really love about this, the thing that shines through for me actually is the lyrics, and it feels like a real return to Simon Le Bon as a poet rather than a lyricist, um, but I'll touch upon the lyrics a little bit more afterwards, Will, because I really do want to hear what you do think too, the Almar work.
0: So, yes, let's have a look at it here. So you have... I love... This is completely... This could be an album cover now. Yeah. The way style has kind of evolved. You have got uh, the band or the iteration of the band for this album, a uh, black and white photo, but then with a kind of orangey-red Duran Duran. One Duran is in caps lock. Uh, the other Duran isn't. Uh, and then you've got a sort of checkered pattern on the bottom with Liberty written across... i do not sure what font that is, Dan.
1: Uh, well, actually, well, I do believe that was a hand... Uh, I think Simon actually picked out, or certainly played a big part in that, it was a hand-lettered, uh, unique design for the album.
0: And who's the the lady on the cover
1: there? I don't know. I know that it's not Tess Daly, and that's as much as I know. Maybe it's Claudia Winkleman. at the fringe. Um, I agree. So I do like the artwork, basically. I, I, I agree, I really like it, and... There was the kind of the um, funfair theme carried through the album inlay, and there was a special edition version which had a it's almost like a three D gorilla in a cage as part of this weird and wonderful box set, uh, which I'd love to get my hands on one day. But this annoyingly, this album has not been officially reissued or repackaged with extra content yet, um, whereas the previous five that came before it have. So I would love for the record company to get their hands on this one and do it. But yeah, the song itself, as I said, Venice Drowning, I love. I'm just going to recite to you, Will, some of the lyrics, uh, which really blow me away. Uh, here we go. Divine blasphemer tempting holy beads of jism with a oh. scarlet catechism, her lips will answer how to be the perfect stranger, the perfect lover wanting, and as you'll discover, giving, and as you'll discover, Being.
0: How did that make you feel? A bit dirty, actually. <laughs> I need a good shower after that. Have you been to Venice, though, Will? That's the most important question. I ask. have been to Venice. Uh, and thankfully, it wasn't flooding
1: at the time. Oh, it's meant to be, I would actually like to go when it is in that state. It's meant to be quite something.
0: Uh, but yeah, there's not a lot of uh, ground to walk on when it's in that state. Flooded.
2: Yes,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> I think people often think
1: that... Um, that, it, that it's quite smelly but I didn't have that experience when I was there, did you? No, it
0: didn't smell. Maybe they just um, rotted the drains or something uh, when those particular people went. Got rod in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, track 11 now, the final track on the album and not a cover of the Petula Clark 60s classic. Downton. <laughs> Downtown. Downtown.
2: Downtown, all of the way down.
0: So Dan, as a closer, how is this for you? And for me, it's not petered out. I think, no, certainly
1: doesn't peter out. I think this uh, and Venice Drowning, this brace of tracks, real they really focus on the experimentalism of this new sound uh, and of, again, the po- it's quite poetic in the lyrics. But I think Duran Duran quite often they like to wind down their albums as opposed to kind of ending on a real fist pumping high. Uh, so it certainly does that. I think, and, you know, starting with Violence of Summer and the uplifting piano and then ending with Downtown. And this almost, there's something a little bit creepy about the the Downtown and then the backing vocals of Downtown. It's almost like something out of Rocky Horror or something like oh, that, I would think.
0: Nice, nice comparison. Well done with that. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
1: I, I do like as well how low Simon's vocal is on this one. You don't really often get to hear that.
0: And before we finish up, a word on the performance and reception of this album, if I dare. So, actually, it got to number eight in the UK album charts and number 46 in the States. Um, I'm afraid it wasn't one of the most positively reviewed Duran Duran albums, with uh, a few, one, between one and three stars, depending on uh, who you refer to. So, I think it's best to gloss over that and focus on the fact there are some good tracks on this album. And
1: I think actually Duran Duran are well aware that they haven't always been the critics' sweethearts. And it was with the wedding album that came next where they kind of did gain a little bit more respect. Then they disappeared again for a little while. And then only more recently, the people have started to realize, you know, 30 or 40 years in and 15 albums later, people have started to realize actually they did Pioneer Sounds and the stuff they are creating and continue to create is still
0: of a high quality. So, we've reached the end of the album proper, but we've got some further listening. Dan, what parameters have we got for further listening? I think, you
1: know, we definitely do want to touch upon all the Duran, Duran albums at some point. So, as with before, we want to keep the further listening to this era of the band. So, B-sides, remixes, etc. Uh, and Will, I know you were very excited about yours, so I'd love to invite you to go first.
0: So, I've got a B-side uh, from Sirius. This is The Water Babies.
2: All around the water, baby Take me to your water, baby.
0: So, Water Babies. There, I think what I love about that is the early '90s dance sound there that wouldn't feel out of place on the Pet Shop Boys record.
1: Quite right as well, and quite apt that we're talking about that just a week after talking about the Pet Shop Boys once again. Uh, I'm glad you picked that one. I really like it, and it, it is, of course, a reworking or a dance version of All Along the Water from the album, um, but still just the production of Duran Duran and Chris Kimsey there. So um, very true to. The Duran sound, but putting that 90s dance spin on it.
0: And what I would say is very more, uh, very much more up my street. Oh, definitely, yeah. Dan, what have you gone for?
1: Uh, so I have also gone for a B-side. This is Yo Bad Azizi.
2: Nuclear war. Nuclear war. Yo Bad Aziz has a nuclear war.
1: That was Yo Bad As Easy. And of course, you can tell with the lyrics, Yo Bad As Easy as a nuclear war. That is a uh, a version of or a nod to uh, the huge hit, Is There Something I Should Know? What do you think of that one, Will?
0: I love it. I would happily swap that out for a few of the album tracks, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, I love the uh, energy and the vibe about it.
1: It is great. It's, um for me, actually, it just worked great as a B-side. I think because of the link to the earlier song, it works great as a B-side. I kind of would like to see them reworking some other old songs as well. And and live, they did that around this time. And live, they still did that a little bit. But I'd love to see them um, making more studio recordings of older tracks.
0: So we're out of time. Dan, how does it feel to have spent a whole episode talking about Duran Duran?
1: It's always wonderful. It's always uh, a favourite episode. And again, because this album isn't a fan favourite, I just... Well, we'd love to know, wouldn't we, what the fans, what the regular fans, what the hardcore Duranis think uh, to this episode and to Liberty. Do let us know at Trap by Trap UK.
0: Well, yeah. And if you're not a hardcore fan like myself, it'd be great to hear what you think as well. Also, if you have uh, Apple Podcasts, it'd be great for you if you could give us a review and a rating over on there as well. We are back on Saturday with another new music drop. And then again, we will see you next Tuesday. Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next week?
1: Well, a lot of our followers have been asking us to cover this American pop princess for a long, long, long time. Uh, and finally, it's happening. So that's, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give anything else away.
0: Good. Actually, that's suitably vague. But uh, if you follow us on Twitter... You will have seen this being a frequently asked request.
1: So until next time, I've been Warren Cocorolo. And I've been
0: Tessa Niles. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's lovely. And thank you for last week. Uh, she that sounds dropped her dinner round. <laughs> dropped dropped her knickers and <laughs> dropped her guts as well. <laughs> Three for one. (laughs) Double barreled assault. (laughs)